house. What sort of abuse? Well, he got locked out of his uh, apartment. Uh, he went out to the balcony to get away from her, and she locked him out there, and she wouldn't let him back in. Um, and it was like winter, and he decided the only way to get away was to like jump off the balcony uh, and run. Uh, but it was like the third floor up, so he broke both his fucking ankles. Ooh. And when he told that story in the Jeremy Kyle studio, uh, the entire audience starts laughing. And then Jeremy like stops. He's like, well, if this was woman being locked out there and jumped off, that you'd all fucking ask for him to be taken out and shot. And then they're all like, oh, yeah, Jeremy's right. And they're clapping. <laughs> That's brilliant. Though. Uh, Why don't they make that show anymore? Oh, because it's people, shit. No, it's because, horrible. Because it's someone, deplorable. someone killed themselves. Yes. Or it's, it's not like helped them. You know, it's not like they it's not a fucking exposure therapy. You know? it's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's all laugh at you. You're paid some money, but effectively your soul gets raped on live TV. Yeah, it's highly exploitive. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Ill-Informed Insight, your safe space to chat bollocks with your friends about current affairs. I'm Tom, and joining me today, Tim. So I'm chewing. Oh, I'll come to you later. <laughs> Along with Tim is Cameron. Hi, guys. Sorry, I'm just giving my nipple a good rub. It's really fucking sore. I don't know why. It I, probably is, actually, man, because I'm getting a bit husky. You know, you know, clothes are getting tighter, is what I'm saying. And Tim. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Stop chewing now. And Tim. Ken's <laughs> <laughs> laughing again. <laughs> Hello, good evening. I was not that funny, man. And on today's show, we'll be talking about Tory sleaze, corruption in general, and MP salaries. Sometimes to do the right thing, one has to accept a degree of opprobrium. The issue in this case is whether a member of this House had a fair opportunity to make representations... I wouldn't hesitate to do it again tomorrow. Absolutely no, no, no question. Government from the top down defending this town's MP, Owen Patterson. But they underestimated the backlash. Number 10 persuaded Tory MPs to junk the system that polices them, clearing Owen Patterson in the process, leaving voters incandescent. Emergency meetings called, and at first, ministers doubled down. The business secretary suggesting it was the standards regulator who should go. That triggered a scolding from the common speaker. And then capitulation with a full fat U-turn. There was an independent adjudicator or an independent body that was like covering sleeves or something like that. And Boris basically completely ignored uh, their advice and pulled someone in to cover it up until there was public backlash. Is that essentially? Almost halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Owen Patterson, he was a Tory MP and he was, um, he was pretty high up back in the David Cameron days. I'm pretty sure he was a cabinet minister, like secretary for something. But anyway, he got embroiled in the scandal because not only is Owen Patterson an MP, he also works uh, as a, pretty sure it's a consultancy sort of role for these two, to be honest, I can't remember the names of them. I think they were sort of like, what were they? One was a dairy. That was, yeah, dairy. one of them. But anyway, that's not unusual he, for MPs to act as consultants and work like X amount of hours a week. Yeah, he's basically, it's one of those jobs where he shows up for four hours a month, gets six-figure salary, is that kind of, one of those type of deals. But, he was investigated in terms of was he actually secretly trying to get deals done? Was he abusing his position in government to try and wrangle a government deal 
for these two private companies that he was doing consultancy for. Now, I believe technically they didn't really find anything. Like there was no concrete evidence that, oh, this deal here for this amount of money, that's because Owen Patterson works for this. Like, do you know what I mean? There's no, there's nothing concrete like that. But he broke the protocol rules and that he didn't declare some of these meetings. He has declared that he works for these companies, but he doesn't, he didn't declare some of these meetings. So he's been in breach of the rules. Boris Johnson, <coughs> Tory prime minister with a majority of like, they keep saying super majority, which is like fucking American yeah, thing. I hate that's that. Not, I find he's taken to premiership like a badger does to a motorway. <laughs> 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 I find that he's taken to leadership like a badger has to a motorway. Oh man, if we're comparing he's him dead. poorly. <laughs> I was like, if I missed the Boris Johnson's died in the no. last my, uh, my Too literal, of, too literal. My, my sort of uh, an, an animal thing wouldn't be a badger. It'd be like the dog chasing the fire engine. And like it finally catches the fire engine. It, it doesn't, doesn't know, know what to do with it. doesn't know what the hell to starts do. starts humping it. Well, it gets like, you know, thrown oh, so off. Boris, no, Boris, Boris he probably does start humping it. He was chasing it. being prime minister. Now he's prime minister. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like he's, he's achieved the goal. He's, just, he's achieved the goal. He's, that was, he's that definitely was, doing things. He's doing things. I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things. <laughs> things that result in smaller things, like children. Allegedly six. Those are rookie numbers. We need to pump those numbers up. I'm sorry, it's six confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six confirmed confirmed kills. Come on, (laughs) we could all all have children we don't know about. Let's be honest. Come on, somewhat unlikely. (laughs) But Owen Patterson. Okay, yeah. So he's been found in breach of the rules, even though like there isn't anything too concrete, right? The idea is there was the possibility of impropriety, and yeah, the rules are set up to not allow that. And he's been caught in breach of them. Boris Johnson's response, right, was, well, the due process doesn't allow for a right of appeal, right? And I think that's kind of fair. Like, Owen Patterson should really have the ability to say, no, I appeal this, and then you go through the due process of the appeal. But that's taking on the conventions of business. Because they do that. The argument is, well, in every other sort of industry you'd work in, in every job, if if they, like, accuse you of something, you have the right to appeal, you get on the phone to HR, whatever. And, like... But that that's applying the business world to the this thing that's no, parliament. I think it's it's more um that's it's a judiciary difference. thing. That's the problem. Because yeah, in corporations, by the way, you don't really get a right to appeal. You, they have the investigation. You're allowed to defend yourself at it. But your right to appeal is you hire a fucking lawyer and take them to court. Do you know what I mean? There is no real appeals process in the corporate world. It's more a judicial thing. Yeah, but following on from what Tim was saying, like um how it doesn't really fit in with the MP's role. If you think about it, like in the 1800s, 1700s, whatever the fuck it was, being a MP wasn't wasn't a job. It was, it was like a holiday club thing to do. Only so like a hobby. Were they were and men went to go, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. But men went to go and do it, and they they kind of went, and it was an opportunity to hang yeah. out with other men, and drink, like you know. There's no roads, a servant. There's no potholes in the roads. Yeah. and no then they go back, and then they go back, and they'd like you know do their job, or they would um you know deal with their finances or what the fuck it was but that was it was it was not seen as a, a pursuit it wasn't a um career it wasn't a vocation and i think that kind of legacy has fed on to today where mps don't really have that definition of what their role is i think they, they really, really need um, to redefine their job title were they mostly like sort of um they're there to represent land owning gentry though well yeah yeah predominantly but they're meant to to represent the the population of that land well yeah 
Yeah, but <laughs> the majority of the population. If you really yeah. think that the uh, uh, everyday man was represented in the 1800s, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the everyday man was a complete peasant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Throw him a turnip every now and again, they're perfectly happy. But Boris didn't really. It wasn't really about the right to appeal because he tried to get rid of the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that it was, was so his brazen, man. It was so brazen. He was just like, oh yeah. By the way, uh, we don't agree. With what they're saying about my friend Owen, then we're going to get rid of it. And then, of course, he has an eighty-seat majority, right? Yeah. So, but on the numbers-wise, he should have been able to get it through. He didn't get it through. I know he did. He did get it through by eighteen votes. Mm. But but then the public backlash was it the public though? I think it was the Westminster bubble. Probably either way, there was backlash that he didn't expect, and he 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 spun on a fucking coin. And And, but that's the thing. Even hardcore conservatives are denouncing him. Sorry, Tim. I know you want to yeah add some hardcore, some some real like the Peter Hitchens types. Oh yeah, but they've never liked Boris. Rishi Sunak speaking out against him, effectively turning around and saying, "Look, you know the Conservative Party has got." problems that um it needs to acknowledge yeah, it needs to shape up um, but he said it with a level of seriousness that really like jarred against boris's normal fucking buffoonery flop fucking buffoonery <laughs> bojo-esque but the joke is it was like a 30-day suspension yeah yeah it, i know it wasn't like days. it wasn't like you're fired get the fuck out of here and i think it was with pay give us the key back he's left now house. he's left now hasn't owen patterson's wife committed suicide or she did commit suicide yeah. and in his resignation resignation letter he complained that um, well, she killed herself well <laughs> basically <laughs> fucking bitch <laughs> no no don't have that the whole <laughs> world the whole world is against me and now i'm resigning but anyway uh, no she died i think a couple of years ago she uh, committed suicide a couple of years ago and, and people kept related. bringing that up though yeah to try and yeah him, which i was like fair enough but let's be honest though and you should have just taken your licks you know what i mean you should have mm. just been suspended for 30 yeah, days yeah, like yeah. you're not a real victim here but yeah bosh tried to get rid of the whole fucking thing yeah which was ridiculous. Had to u- embarrassing U-turn, but like I don't think it really was public outrage. But did you hear? The I think it was all of his friends in the like writing for the Telegraph, Tory Graph, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all like, people we actually listened to. Dude, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But he, did you hear him at the uh, uh, Cop Out 26? Absolutely not a corrupt country. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even asked that question, but he, he <laughs> saw it as an opportunity to kind of like, before anyone actually asks, I'm going to make this statement. But when he, he did it, like, did the reporters all just stop, look at him? Did he kind of walk, <laughs> start to walk off the stage? And it was like, uh, actually, wait, 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 one second. Uh, uh, no, no corruption. <laughs> no, no, I've got a captive audience. But that's crazy. It's just how it blew up because it's like, um, like the, the small tear in the tyre that eventually rips the whole tire and like you get a puncture because like, he just says this they're, shit they're, they're all at it you yeah. know why did they focus on this one guy because it's exposed all of them and it, it does every few years we it? all know that they're on the, the you know they, they, <laughs> you could say they're on the take but really they're trying to maximize their potential in the, the framework as legally as it's acceptable well, i wouldn't say it's illegally but that's the thing when i think of sleaze i don't really think of the shit that's being brought up as sleaze it's almost like an expected normalized behavior for a politician it's not just owen patterson it's It's more fraud it's like yeah yeah some of them some of them have like seven or eight jobs I want the Boris Seriously. six wife stories. They're, they're what I think of as sleaze. Like he well, Jennifer Curie's been in the press again. Anytime, yeah. you know, like, anytime they want a prostitute or someone who knows <laughs> Boris to shit on him, they either get her, his sister, or his dad. Mm. Oh, they'll all fucking drop him. They're all happy <laughs> to shit on him. him. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, money! <laughs> 
and it's it's not just Tories. It's it's Labour ones around it as well. No, like, all got, yeah. Seriously, there's this thing. It is mostly Tories. Do you remember Pretty Patel a few years ago? No, no, no. She was in Israel making some secret deals. Yeah, look, and then look, like nothing came of that. Keir Starmer and a hundred thousand last year or something like that. Just facing off work, but that's the thing. Just it's that, not comparable because what he did was legal, and he was also closing down cases from him being like you know a high profile oh, they were open before he yeah so he's finishing them off and he's getting the money from them and shit like that so that's understandable I don't have a problem then with an MP working a second job but there's but then there's just that forgetting about even the second jobs within reason forgetting about the second jobs there's even that thing that that's just convention among MPs where they'll have like second home allowance because yeah. they're all expected to be near Westminster like five days a week yeah even ones who live on the outskirts of London they'll like They'll get rent. Yeah, they get they'll, second homes as they'll well. They'll get like rent paid for or something in, for a second home, like a flat somewhere in the centre of town, and then they'll rent out like the other property uh, as landlords, like, like an make, Airbnb, uh, or whatever. whatever. And but most of them, because they do actually make a lot of money, they will have like bought other properties. Well, so you do it if you could. What I other suppose. sort of corruption things can you remember though? That's sort of recent memory, mostly like Tory based because they're in government. Uh, Pretty Patel, I remember the Israeli. She was doing, she was doing these secret meetings. She didn't declare, but it's like nothing came of that. And then they, they, they she like it switched to she's a bully. Mm. It's but like she I is, care she's, more. She's going to be a complete bitch. But, yeah, but I mean, another story. I care more about like she's doing deals in secret yeah, than yeah, yeah, she yelled yeah. at someone exactly. But I don't know if it's sleaze as such, but a recent story is the. Um, parliamentary team that had to go with the armed forces i think they do it every year and it's like um i don't know mp boot camp or something like that they go off they all dress in army gear and they take part in exercises but it's really to see what the armed forces are doing like get a, get a feel for it and apparently three mps on this light trip it was in Mallorca, uh got um completely wasted very drunk and this their was, behavior was uh, i don't think it was uh, Mallorca. i think it was gibraltar Gibra- no nah, was this the one that just it happened makes more sense but yeah the one that just happened i think that was gibraltar yeah but it was like um uh or maybe they were coming was, from Mallorca to gibraltar it was two members of the smp and one woman from labor and apparently the woman had like she's suffering mental issues she's suffering from ptsd and well, apparently just because of that trip <laughs> 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 oh. that sounds like a crazy night no, out if you get going, PTSD going, going into it going into it and apparently she had like a traumatic episode or something i mean i know our mps are weak but come on yeah yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> yeah. a hangover and the other two got drunk <laughs> but the smp the smp mps they're saying um that you know oh it's all fucking spin it's lies it's to deflect us from the corruption that's going on in the conservative party but, but the people that reported it like the witnesses they're all like fucking civil servants and shit they don't know like political like affiliation they're just out there i know oh. there's always going to be a degree of it but they're going to have their favorites aren't they but, uh, but also soldiers like you know officers uh, saw it and they wrote letters to the different parties saying that this standard behavior is not acceptable but you know even um fucking um not salmon what's the name haddock uh who's the leader of the smp sturgeon oh, sturgeon that's <laughs> it <laughs> it's definitely a fish of- she's like oh it's yeah. all lies i fully back these people i know them well she's Come horrendous on. but the scots they wanted yeah, exactly. a one-party state they got it they also like a drink <laughs> and they're heroin <laughs> oh yeah, jesus man there's an investigation now into like the drug use in fucking it's Scotland. cold up it's, there it's, it's cold oh, up i there. thought you were going to say the house of commons because no, it's no, been no. known oh, for a long oh, time yeah, there's a, a lot if of they did, like a fucking and... scan of what's on like the back of toilet seats it's probably like 90 percent coke tory sleaze oh who's the uh, the guy who kissed a woman and it was really weird. Like, like why was that security camera there on that corridor? Oh, God, yeah. It was it, in his office. It, it was, was in really his office. Weird. It wasn't in a corridor. Oh. But yeah, why it was, was it looking just at the door? 
to see who comes he had in the office. Propped up against the door, didn't he? Yeah, they were kissing against the door, sort yeah. of thing, or the wall that the door is on. Yeah. Yeah, it's it like, was, but the camera, you normally uh, assume the camera would be looking at the room. It was Mr. P- uh, personality. Was who weird. was he? White Maybe guy he tall. thought it was pointing the other way or something really stupid. One guy tall, thinning hair, almost balding. I can picture his face, but I don't know his name. Uh, Hancock. 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 That was it. Matthew <laughs> Hancock. Matt Hancock. <laughs> a name to remember for any sexual adventure. But that was a bit sleazy of the, because you know, like, do you I remember in the 90s, did you have big tits? No, no, he was like, really, he was really, he was really like, hands. no, he was really grabbing oh, he was grabbing her ass. Yeah. Like, That's oh, yeah. melons. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you do it in front of your chest, it is. If you're going to grab an ass, you at least yeah. move it down to your midriff. Palms, because, yeah, unfortunately, these microphones don't have cameras. But palms <laughs> upwards with the fingers in a cupping shape that's me- that's big tits dude that's the universal sign language for big tits but i was holding it Sounded below like waist height i was Sounded holding like it i was holding it i was holding it below waist height that's a bit yeah. a bit sleazy he banged his secretary in a corridor whatever <laughs> no, um, oh another one covid contracts that was uh, oh Track, oh, that's a real corruption scandal track and trace was the best one it's like 30 37.8 billion <laughs> it's like we could have like had a fucking space station <laughs> for that money and like um but anyway yeah, yeah. In- instead it it's, just sort of, it's just like disappeared like you have this like optional it- app you can put on your phone it's like well i've got enough apps on my phone i don't need no, another but wasn't one it, um didn't they they were going to do an inquiry into like was it actually did it work was it really worth the money and they just they said look don't, don't bother with the inquiry it, it, it just didn't work <laughs> like they just came out and said yeah it just didn't work but that's not really what I think of as sleaze like, no, be like why yeah. didn't it work and corruption like, yeah. yeah why didn't, why didn't see, it work I, I want the story of like who was the uh, 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 Lib Dem politician that was rendering that boy that rent boy the rent boys and then he said it was because he went bald made into a TV series <laughs> what was it uh, Lambert Opit um, no it wasn't him no it was, uh, with, <laughs> the um, only Lib Dem anybody knows Vince oh, Cable his name um hugh grant plays <laughs> the politician it's really good actually what? you should watch it they turn it into a film they turn it into a film like, you know. my, my, my favorite my favorite one was uh keith faz <laughs> labor was he like lord vaz now i don't know but <laughs> he was like alleged he was like accused of getting like drugs for rent boys in his alter ego as a washing machine salesman <laughs> you know so it's just so improbable yeah. i don't actually think it's true because this is where i think <laughs> The Tory party-friendly press, they're the ones putting out Tory sleaze, Tory sleaze, to kind of remind you of the 90s, where it was it was more, yeah, it was more like infidelity, having kids out of wedlock, fucking a rent boy. Uh, Neil Hamilton did a bit of a corruption thing. Oh, no, he was proven innocent, wasn't he? Benton is an, he's bent as an L, man. Come on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was taking money from Dodie Fired, I think. Uh, the guy who owns Howard's. Okay. Uh, to ask questions. Cash for questions. That was, it, yeah. that was the, but I the think headline. He was eventually. He went to prison, but I think he was eventually cleared. I don't know. I'm gonna have to double check that. Oh, here's what I'll do for the edit. He was found guilty. He went to prison. He was found innocent. There you go. And I'll just cut out Dodie. whichever one. Whichever he wasn't one. taking semen from Dodie like Diana. Yeah. But the British public doesn't really seem to give a shit about like guy cheats on his wife, has mm. multiple children out of wedlock. The public doesn't really care about that anymore. Really. It used Tenso to end your is. career, man, back in the Tenso day. it is. Oh, Boris had his... Someone paid to have his wallpaper done. Oh, there's, there a wallpaper, over there? there's a wallpaper story every, like, couple of years. Because it's just like... Again, it's a done thing. You'll get wallpaper that's like a grand a foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he could have avoided the whole thing if he'd just gone to B&Q. But, um... The 90s sleaze... Mm. 
because that's actually kind the, of big, the, played a big part in actually getting the good Labour old fashioned sleaze. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were getting, and that played a big role in getting new Labour elected. This um, what would be the word? Like just the culture of, of sleaze and the Tory party, get right? Better, yeah, can only but, um, get better. Oh, yeah. That was the, that was the Labour theme because they exactly. were like, yeah. And uh, John Redwood set up a whole bunch of these regulatory bodies and committees to be, you know, to regulate MPs' behaviour. Boris Johnson tried to get rid of one of those. So it's like the 90s Tory sleaze led to the things that Boris was trying to get rid of Possibly. the other week. Yeah. I mean, it's getting a little bit well, I banana s- republic-y. Yeah, they, they, they've not really sort of delivered on their initial promise because they, they won by a, sort of a landslide compared to Jeremy Corbyn. But... Aside from that, they had all these like big promises and all these stuff, and you, you could argue that because of the COVID thing, they've not been able to follow through on things. Because um, I mean, look, has it actually pissed you what guys off at all? Like the Pretty Patel thing, track and trace. No, it's there was no a given. big contracts. Not really. Like that. Is that does it really bother us? No, it's normalised. It's, it's it just happens all the time. It's kind of par for the course. But I mean, Ed it, Miliband, Ed the fucking man Miliband. He, he in did his 2015 this, he? campaign. Yeah. He he tried to put in a policy of like um uh, uh, regulating second jobs or trying to get rid of them or banning them for MPs within reason. Really, they could that's keep a why he was them. so unpopular with his yeah, pro- probably yeah. But, um, but yeah, like within reason because there are MPs out it's there. Not because he like, fucked over his work brother. as doctors or nurses or a volunteer or the other like you know noble professions, and they they finish a full day's work as an MP and then they'll go off and do their evening job effectively. That's kind of, and it also gets you in touch with your constituency, meeting people, and having like your ear to the ground. So like that's 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 useful. Yeah, because MPs really the men do two things, right? Mm. One, draw up legislation, and then vote on it. Yeah, and then represent constituent concerns. I think the problem they should be having constituent surgeries really. Yeah, once and, a week, and they do. Yeah, they? and and but I think the problem is when most of the time when they work as consultants, I think that's a lot more uh, uh, difficult to to regulate because and also it really it, it, you think of ethics, it's not really right because it invites them to do things or advise things or hear things that they shouldn't. Well, yeah, how, what what sort of con- what do you mean? Well, you know, as a as an MP, um, work at consulting for a company, accepting money to then go off and like say stuff on their behalf. Um, but that's 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 the unregulated notion of a a, a consultant. You well, know, the whole word, the whole word of lobbying, isn't it? You don't have to declare it as much. As but well. the word lobbying, it's sort of an accepted term. You can be a lobbyist, but that the, the whole thing is the lobby is outside the chamber. So that's where like the general public can interact with the MP. And that's where they're like, saying like, vote this you way, know, do um, this thing. On news programmes, every time you see where they're stood in Parliament, the House of Commons, yeah. Yeah, that's the lobby. Yeah, Everyone yeah, you yeah. see in the background is a lobbyist for mm. some company or some uh, some god-awful minority rights group. Yeah, but it's like James was referring to, like, ages ago, back at, when he said, like, how um, in the olden times, MPs were just, you know, sort of landed gentry, just yeah. hanging out and stuff. And, well, um, they are, a lot of them are now. Yeah, but it's just, it's interesting how the whole lobbyist thing, it's just sort of evolved organically that way, that there's always people sort of standing outside in the lobby, like, flashing cash and, you know, literally brown envelopes that's yeah. how it would have been and it's just just sort of but it, well, like I you mean, say it's unsuitable to be honest in, in a world where everybody is like where the general population has changed now and there's a lot more sort of money around people have money and stuff and they value money more okay, but back to tories tory sleaze 
Um, you linked me, Tim. You linked me an article, a Daily Mail article of all, of all places. Yeah, I, mean, I only read it for the horoscopes. Um, it was highlighting there's a schism. So the Tories, Boris comes in with this 80 seat majority. A lot of it is from picking up Labour heartland seats, the red wall that never, never materialised. It wasn't even, it was never there really. So, and the, this newspaper article on the Daily Mail is saying there's a schism between the new intake of Tories and the old guard. Yeah. Basically, the old money versus 82 grand a year is like a, a salary higher than we ever imagined we'd be getting. Those kind of like, that's the, the schism. Okay, I thought you were going to say more than that. No, just just like like you say, just just the um, schism. The, the schism. It's you can almost you can almost imagine faction. You can, you can almost imagine the the sort of front two benches leaning over their shoulders and going, "Shh, shut up, shut up! You're ruining it for everyone. <laughs> you know what you're doing. What you don't know what you're doing. But it's like, how the, do you think we got rich, you dumb bastard? That's it. It's, it but, I, I think it's a modern thing because of the internet. Like, I blame the internet for everything. And the fact that, it, that a lot more information is out there in black and white and just the knowledge of that information is a Too lot, much it's much more shared. So people, the, the inequalities of wealth are like much more obvious to people now than they've ever been. Oh, so because we're, like, this, we're more aware of it, therefore it hurts. Yeah. And, and like the whole interesting word of sleaze, it's like sleaze is, is a word sort of, dripping with sort of venom moral. And moral. It's a sexual thing. It's moral, thing. It's moral. It's, it's immoral. It's moral, which is like judgment and stuff. Like a puritanical. And sort of jealousy. So it's yeah. like, I think with MPs, because of their jobs, they rub shoulders with a lot of the sort of super rich and super money. And it's not like they think, I want a bit of that. Maybe they do. But they feel like to sort of keep up with these people, they have to be in the same sort of ballpark. And so they have to keep sort of accumulating. Oh, the middle class being, keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. Well, yeah. yeah, just sort of, you can imagine if you became an MP, any of you guys now, you'd suddenly get thrust into a whole different world, wouldn't you? There is this sort of roller coaster you can jump on if you want. Far too um, lazy. Yeah, the next election is like, what, three years away? Because I've noticed in the polls, Labour have picked up, I think, something like 6% swing in their favour because of Tory sleaze. They're calling Keir Starmer uh, no drama Starmer uh, at the moment because he doesn't want to <coughs> bring out anything. Oh, controversial you think labor are keeping their powder dry uh, yeah exactly i think they are uh on the back burner well that's the thing you, that you think okay they could jump on this sleeve thing three years but away come though. on they, they could jump on the sleeve thing but the honestly it'd be the same things they'd be lean i talked about the other guys leaning over their shoulders at their own backbench and yeah. going shh you're ruining it for us the labor guys on the other side are going shh, shh you're ruining it for us because you know, what, we're all fucking corrupt. Yeah, you say it in a strong way, but there's levels of corruption. But like you say, it's, it's just a system that's organically evolved over time. It is, it is what it is. But it's obviously overdue change because people are more aware of it now. Like I was going on about the internet, people are more like sort of aware of everything now, and uh, the outrage is is real. Mm. Well, not the outrage, just, I, I don't just, know, the sort I of distaste. more smart, you know. Mm. I need MPs doing disgusting things, like well, someone getting caught for felching their chambermaid or something. <laughs> <laughs> but we wouldn't, I'm telling That's you. Like, yeah! <laughs> so, unless they filmed it and uploaded it to the internet for everyone to watch, nobody would give a shit. Well, it depends if they're the felcher or the felchy. <laughs> Do our audience know what felching is? I, I've, I've forgotten, actually. Felching is... <laughs> Is sucking out the semen from the orifice. I really, that's pretty boring. Why do you know all the really sort of like cockoldy terms? <laughs> <laughs>
The return of Tory sleaze has reignited a heated discussion from 2009. The MPs' expenses scandal. Are our MPs underpaid? Well, I did there, right? You know there's that thing? Anytime a headline in a newspaper is phrased as a question, the answer is always no. <laughs> don't, don't you need, like, a something funny to lead us into the next bit? I thought that was quite funny. Oh. <laughs> that's the thing. It wasn't a joke. It was like an observation. Yeah. Guys, what do you think the basic salary, starting salary is for a member of the UK House of Commons? 50,000. Uh, £82,000. Cameron's way off. Uh, Tim was right. 82, well, 81,900. So, yeah, 82 grand. Not including. Uh, tax. Not including free lunches, travel expenses. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, second, cars. Second home. Free allowance. travel. Yeah, free travel. I'm pretty sure you get a pension at the end of it. Yeah, if, if, if you really wanted to save money. You could, like, tough it out for a couple of months and probably be able to save a Look, bit of cash. The Why problem is, the, the problem is, with MPs getting paid, I mean, they don't get paid enough. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> In the way that the kind of people that they want to attract to make decisions and run the country, we want them to be pretty intelligent and we also want them to be like competitively driven and those people in like you know the commercial market they 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 work in high paid salaries and working getting over a hundred thousand for a decent job um is not is pretty common do you think <laughs> so, so they get, get paid more outside of it anyway do you so think you need claudia webb would be making six figures is that the lady who got done well, for throwing yeah. acid? Yeah. Or she, no, she wanted to. Threatening or no, to. But and in theory, the people coming in, you want them to be that kind of good. But the uh, interesting so thing was... You want to attract them. She was, like, she was, she was fined like £1,500, and she said that she, she complained to the judge that she couldn't afford it. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe eighty two grand is isn't enough. Because, well, the thing is, only... Acid's um, expensive. Only about half of MPs yeah. are actually only on... 82 grand a year most of them will have like some sort of party job there'll be a party whip they'll be on some sort of committee something like that uh, there'll be a cabinet minister obviously prime minister makes what does he make something like two three hundred grand a year or something probably not as much as you think i think i think no i think it's twice what mps make uh, although so it's they always, like 160 grand a but year but they always retire like. as millionaires well this is the thing yeah well, it's pretty they don't pay well. anything so they can accrue that wealth but i mean it is it is pretty common for someone's net wealth to go up quite significantly from being in the house of commons because you've got especially if you were in government because you've got connections they're worth a lot of money you can open a lot of doors you've got phone numbers for a lot of like like you're saying tim you're rubbing shoulders with rich and wealthy people you've got the connections yeah you get invited to those parties I looked at the history of MPs' pay rises, and by and large, on average, what they do is they give themselves two to three grand more a year every two to three years. Okay. For the last 30 years or so, that's <laughs> what they've done. Because like in 1996, MPs' starting salary was like 31,000. So it's more than doubled mm. in, what, 25 years? Well, just over 25 years, MPs' salaries have doubled, right? Do you think MPs are twice as good now as they were as in 1996? Are they worth the more money? Well, well, they're probably more skilled. At what, though? Well. <laughs> Being corrupt? Well, people's skills don't really amount to much unless they're transferable into the area they're working. So, I mean, with all the reshuffling that's been going around, there's been some real dregs taking up the reins. 
Well, I mean, national average is what, 30,000, something like that? Uh, yeah. Less, much less. It's like 20, 20, uh, 26? No, it's like 23. I think, 24. depending on methodology, I think it's somewhere between like 27 and 30, something like that. I've always, I've always known it as, uh, like in the early 20s. The figure I've always heard is 28k pre-tax. Well, it's less than 30. It's definitely exactly, less than 30. Exactly, it's under 30. Well, yeah, yeah whatever. Basically, it's less than half what MP starting salary is. Mm. And interestingly, it hasn't changed for like quite a few years. It hasn't gone up with inflation. You know, um, the average no, person's wages mm. haven't gone up with inflation for like over a decade, I think. In 2015, so normally they give themselves two, three grand more a year. In 2015, they gave themselves a whopping 10% pay rise. <sighs> Went up to 74K. So, you know, in six years, it's gone from 74 to 82. Yeah. This was... Now, the thing is, their pay keeps going up, right? Well, what have they been doing for the last, like, 13 years or so now in terms of, like, public service, uh, money going into public services? Well, there's actually been a lot of cutbacks and austerity. But a lot of it was basically... We had to, like, pay back the money. We had to basically pay back the money to the banks after the previous financial... Well, to the last sort of collapse, wasn't it? We had to sort of pay the penalty. Well, no, they, they had to pay us back. Well, the state back. Yeah, the state took ownership of yeah. <laughs> a couple but, of banks. Yeah, but it's like um, the whole point of austerity at the beginning. It, it, you know, they actually like ran. Basically, we were they ran on spending it. beyond our means, yeah, right? But yeah. that's not really a thing on a country level. Like household, yeah. If you spend more money than you bring in, yeah, you're going to be filing for bankruptcy sooner or later. You're going to have the bailiffs coming around. But a country can print its own money. Technically, the only way a country goes broke is when it pays off all of its debts. So basically, deficit spending, the reason why politicians don't really give a shit is because, you know, modern monetary theory is that it doesn't ma- it really doesn't matter. As long as the money's getting spent and spent quickly and ideally on a, like an infrastructure project, something that actually makes something. Right. Then it's not really that Cross problem. Right. So austerity, right? And, and austerity was sold as, oh, it's going to kickstart the economy. But that's not how you kickstart economy. economy. How you kickstart the economy is by increasing public spending. Most MPs are going to be from middle to upper middle class backgrounds. By and large, they're going to have private education. Or at the very least, they're going to go to you know, a prestigious university like Oxford, Cambridge. A lot has been made over the last couple of decades of how many Etonians, like basically like cabinet ministers, large proportion of them are Etonians. They go to Eton College. It's the educational system. Well, Eton College, they actually styled the building after Westminster Palace, because that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a training school hmm. to do the governorship role. That's like what Eton College was set up to be. So in a way, it kind of makes sense to me that a lot of prime ministers, cabinet ministers, they went to Eton. It kind of makes sense. But the point is, but, but the whole- there's almost zero working class representation in the Commons. That's, but that's slowly changing over time, surely. I don't know if it is because it's how how expensive is it? Don't Have you, just... you seen the SNP, mate? You don't want oh, some yeah, oik. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the middle upper middle class Scots. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, thugs! But the whole point is, anyone could become an MP. It's well, like a, yeah, they but, wouldn't necessarily succeed though. Well, you need a skill set. But you do get like professional MPs. You get people who sort of come straight out of university, get jobs yeah, as like researchers. That's, yeah, uh, what's his name? George Osborne. And then they become an MP a few years after that, and it's... Uh, and then get a six-figure salary I think, interestingly, <laughs> as soon as they leave. How many fucking jobs with six-figure salaries has he got, George I think he's Osborne? got like 10 or 11 jobs, seriously. But that's, you know, sort of getting at the heart of why people go into but that politics includes, now. But it's I, a stepping stone to making a lot but, more money. But, but that includes, like, 
they, seriously that you get like the celebrity politician as well like some poli- like if, if they suddenly banned all second jobs of politicians there'd be some politicians who like do radio shows and um sort of panel shows yeah, and stuff like a column here, have i got column news for you yeah yeah, yeah you don't, we don't, don't mind that because it's not really a conflict of interest like yeah, you know I mean, as long as your job, your second job, your supplementary income, like, I don't. Like, I honestly would not care if it turned out like who's the good-looking Tory woman. Like if she had an OnlyFans account, I wouldn't be bothered. Oh man, give it a few years. Only they'll be the only I, MPs. I think we have a, a sway, a sway that the UK wouldn't like. That <laughs> it would be frowned upon. But yeah, um, Theresa May's entire cabinet, famously, they were all millionaires. I'm pretty sure most of David Cameron's cabinet were millionaires. Yeah. Do you know a lot like, of his cabinet work for Huawei now? You know, it's, if you, if it, uh, that, that's the thing, like if you scratch the surface, you know, it, 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 they're all completely tied up, but that's, that's the way it has, the fact that it sort of works at all means you have to have these sort of connections. Cause what, it's, a, it's nearly a grand, I think, to put your name on the ballot. Just to literally, just to put your name on the voting ballot. I think it's like, uh, what's the deposit? Is it something like, I think it's close to a grand or I something like that. I think it's a thousand pounds, and I think you need to get a number of people to say... Oh, yeah, to sort of witness and vouch yeah, it. Yeah, this person isn't a complete psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it takes a bit of money just to get your name on the ballot, right? To win an election, you're talking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds. So you even need to have a shitload of money... Or you need to know people who have a shitload of money. Mm. And if well, you Dave give, down the road's got a spare fifty quid flowing around. Dave Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big Dave. And if if you give someone money, you you might not give them a particular task to do in return for that money, but you might have an expectation of what sort of MP they'd be. <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't give them that money, would you? You'd probably at some point the mafia way of like, I'm gonna call on you one day, you know, the godfather kind of thing. One day I'm gonna call you for a favour. The government no-bid contract, thank you. <laughs> so, 2009, we all remember that year. Bomb Iraq. What? Bomb Iraq. Ron, what would you mean? Bomb Iraq. I didn't pay you. <laughs> You're the manager of the local uh, dairy. What are you talking about? Bomb Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll get on the phone. <laughs> all right, but in 2009, that was a big year in terms of the public... Getting pissed off with politicians. It was the expenses scandal. Where, well, I don't I mean, I mean, what was it? Like, scores of politicians, I think, were caught claiming things that mm. they weren't, like, claiming the expenses on things that they the weren't really one, entitled to. The, best the one, moat. The best one, no, not the moat. The moat was good, but my favourite one was the, was the duck house. They called it a duck house, <laughs> but in reality, it was a duck palace there's never been there's never there's the likes of these have like rarely been seen outside the hanging gardens of babylon you know it was it was a thing of beauty this, this gilded multi-floored it was like multi-floored like a pagoda with its own lift <laughs> yeah no, i thought the, the moat one was great uh someone bought a washing machine like why would you think you'd be able to clean that probably got it off key fares Right, but what really pissed the public off with the expenses, because they paid it back, mm. right? But there was really no contrition for many of them. There was no apology, basically. Any was, other job. They were quite belligerent. They any were like, other job, you'd be in prison. No, well, no, you'd, you wouldn't be, you'd be fired. Depends what your role is. <laughs> if you're an <laughs> underling, yeah. <laughs> if you're the boss. Sorry. If, yeah, but if you're already on you're probation. You're too rich for this podcast. That's, what, <laughs> that's the problem. But did it annoy you, though, the expenses scandal in 2009? Not really, because I already knew about it. It was just, you already knew that they'd, like, doing it. So it was just like, they just suddenly make a point of it, and then, like, nothing Claiming happens. Claiming they're dry cleaning and, and shit the same like thing, that. And the same thing's happening now with this own Patterson guy. They're, like, making an example. They're doing this thing about it, and eventually it'll just blow over again. It's just a done thing. Did it bother you, Cam? 
It's again one of those things that I assume are par for the course. It's it's not big. That's it's not pretty, sneezy. It's, it's not damaging. It's but t- 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 I think you I think it was quite damaging though. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T- people t- like to moan about something, but it's been swept away. People don't give a shit anymore. And do, do, do you think that's like a defeatist attitude? Yeah, it's not defeatist. It's sad that it's been um, normalised to such fatalist. a degree. Mm, like it's going to happen inevitably. That sort of like. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's like we all know the story too well, so you expect the people to play that story. Yeah, but we don't vote these cunts out. No, I mean, we, that's kind we of the, things to yeah, roll on. The big problem. Like, how, how the fuck is Boris Johnson still there? Like, how is John Wed? <laughs> first Wed- past how is he the still post there? System. I like the first past the process. Look at Germany. Do they have a functioning government yet, Germany? When was their election? It was like six months ago. Tom, how different would our parliament look and act? If you had first past the post. There'd probably be more millionaires, more <laughs> landowning gentry, more fucking lawyers. But yeah, we keep re-electing these pieces of shit anyway. So that's part of the problem. But yeah, I remember reading at the time, 2009, uh, in the 50s, the British public thought MPs are incompetent, sometimes stupid, sometimes reckless. Mm. But they're not malicious. Yeah. Or like, vicious. They're not trying to fuck us over. Do you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't much populism back then. Although I'm sure there are people that, well, yeah, definitely think about that now. So you're yeah, saying, it's definitely got so up, you're saying yeah. it's got worse and it's getting worse. Oh, yeah, all the time. And it's their lack of contrition is definitely adding to it massively. They, the only time MPs used to apologise, right, and then they would resign, like 30 years ago. Mm. Now, the only time they ever resign is when they insist they did nothing wrong. That's the only time they ever go. Like, Owen Patterson resigned, right, while saying he did absolutely nothing wrong. Getting fired up now, I'm having more whiskey. <laughs> but what can you do? Like like you say, why don't we vote these people out? Technically, you could get a £1,000, get a few people to say you're not a psychopath, <laughs> and you could stand for, for Parliament. As in me, you couldn't. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you fail the second bit? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, and like the... But like I say, why don't why don't why why doesn't the system change? Why why don't like good upstanding people like Tom <laughs> stand, yeah. run run for parliament? And it's like you've got no chance. The public, my my public no approval rating would be the lowest on record. But if you were an MP, Tom, what would you say to the first person who offered you a seventy grand, ten hour a year job? Well, what's the job? Seventy grand and ten hours a year. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> If it's asking questions <laughs> in the commons, and <laughs> then no. <laughs> Cameron mentioned something at the start about how um, you've got to pay if you want to have the best or what have you, right? Vehemently disagree. Mm. Uh, Enron. Yeah. Enron at the time of its collapse, they had some of the highest paid executives and traders on the face of the earth. And they ran it into the fucking ground. So what, you're saying Joe Bloggs could have done a better job? No, what I'm saying is, is that the ethos... Higher pay equals better employee. Not necessarily true. No, of course it's not necessarily true. You're always going to get fucked up messing things up. But at the same time, <laughs> it's statistically, also- statistically, it probably is proven that, you know, the higher educated uh, uh, employee is going to yield better results. They no, uh, no, tend then- to have a higher salary. But then there's that... If they go into the right industry. Yeah, so what did you just say, that James? Smart people do better jobs. So they get, yeah okay so smart people do better jobs but then there's the thing of on on a battlefield there's there's a saying where's specialization it breeds weakness so if you've got like a sort of platoon which can only do like sort of they do something so well it's like legislation yeah so it's like if if you're if you're too good at something you're not good at other things so sometimes too much specialization 
can breed weakness. But right, corporate it's America. Too much specialization is, is not good. It's like a, it's just true. Diversity is if you have to gamble on it, I'd gamble on the diversity. Right. It's spreading anyway. spreading your bet, man. But the world of finance lived by that ethos. I remember in ninety nine the Seattle riots. I remember it coming up then, like uh, the CEOs, the CFOs, the higher up execs, they make two to four hundred times the median, blah blah blah. And the justification for it then was well we have to pay. We have to we want the best. And if you want the best, you've got to pay seven eight figure salaries for the best. They fucking gave us a global financial economic crash. They almost killed capitalism. No one's saying mistakes weren't made. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of did, to be honest. They said, well, they said the mistakes were made by poor people. Which is likely. <laughs> fucking thickos. Uh, come on, it's, 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 it's the whole risk and reward thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like Icarus flying too close to the sun. Dave from Billericay. In, in, in America, they basically gave these subprime mortgages to people they knew had absolutely no chance of ever paying back a fucking penny of them. It's so, like, business. It's business. It just, it just, it was just like a lot of them made a lot of money doing that until was, they didn't. It was overconfidence, just overarching, soaring optimism. Of course, they're all fucking coked up in the ultimately. 90s. It was a good thing. <laughs> I don't think it's true. The idea if we pay MPs more money, they'll get better. We'll get a better quality MP. I don't buy that. And secondly, because like MPs sell it as, oh, well, I could be making blah, blah, blah somewhere else. And it's like, well, fucking go, go do that then. Don't try and hold me to ransom. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, Tom. They, I don't buy that. Like I don't Jesus buy it for a sec. sacrificing themselves for you. But they try and make it, oh, I'm taking a pay cut by becoming an MP. And it's like, nah, bro. What you're doing is you're doing a long term career move. Of course, there's Do you know what I mean? Where there's you benefits. know you're going to be making shitloads. Either you're going to be making shitloads if you get a government minister position, or if you don't, at the very least, you'll make shitloads on your way out of government. Well, it's the same as any job. You know, essentially, you want reward. Most time, it's monetary, but if you've got perks as well, happy days. <laughs> it gets down to basics. It, in the end, like, what do you need? You need food in your belly, a roof over your head. Basically, if your essentials are covered and you're not worrying about money, how much ultimately do you need on top of that, really? Well, yeah, but you like to buy things to spice up life. You can't just live your life eating pot noodle for the rest of your days. Depends it's on cheap the- and it gives me sustenance. Yeah, <laughs> I know, quick. but mate, life. <laughs> you need carbs. money to go and enjoy the other shit. A lot of carbs you know? in a pot noodle. Or at least access to the but- internet. Do you know, isn't it a bit sort of mafioso? You know, like the mafia, you pay, you have a store, the mafia come along, break your windows, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, you have to pay us to not break your windows. Okay, I'll pay you to not break my windows. And then they come along a few months later and they break your windows again. And I thought I was paying you to not break my windows. Well, well, Inflation. we put the rates up. Inflation. Yeah? You've got to pay us more to not break your windows. To me, it's like MPs doing this, oh, you have to pay us more if you want us to be better, if you want us to pay, like, follow the rules more. Like, it's yeah. mafioso yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Mm. It's not really. It's like a threat. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's like please. It's not. Yeah, no, it is. It's almost like a it's like a crazy lion, and it's like you have to like keep throwing it bits of meat, or it will like pounce on you. And I it's, hate it's when Tim agrees with me. It's just this understanding. <laughs> it's this understanding. It's this understanding where you just have to like please do this thing. Just let me do this thing, and I won't like do this thing. You know. Just keep, just keep feeding me, and uh, I yeah, don't know. It's, it's more the, about the nature of the job, the people it attracts. Another way MPs like champion themselves is: Oh, we make you pay us to make difficult decisions. I disagree with that one as well. No, no, no. I think for the last forty years, what politicians in the West have been doing is palming off decision-making things, like things they they should be making of decisions course, on. Of course, gets kicked down the line multiple well, times. More that they they're palming off to like supranational organisations like the UN, mm. EU, 
these sort of supreme courts. They're, they're palming these decisions off to think tanks and lobbying groups and shit. It's like they're not making the decisions. They're just taking the money. But then, like, even if you became an MP, what could you do? Because you talk about these supranational organisations, and it's just like... like just, they'll come knocking straight away but if you did run, wouldn't but, they, with a truck full of money? Yeah, but it's it's just, like, all all linked up. It's a very sort of organic, linked-up thing, and that's just the system, isn't it? It's, even even it, goes, it goes beyond the borders of our country, you know. Everyone could be like me and vote for the Save the Donkeys Rainbow Alliance, you know, just the most, <laughs> you know, pointless random one you see on the paper at the time. Because if everyone did that, eventually... It'd be a lot of donkeys saved, but they'd be in Parliament asking questions on the behalf of. But maybe that's changing now. Maybe that is changing. Corrupt donkeys. Maybe that is changing now because, like, we're getting these huge outrages over thirty-day suspensions, and like, or is it just a cyclical thing where we get pissed off and eventually Labour will get back in, but then they'll yeah, just be proved um... to be ultimately as corrupt, and the, the Tories will get in again, and because it's it's bigger than any sort of hopelessness, isn't it? Yeah. It's not hopelessness. It's just. But what would you think if they? If we move to a more, like, direct democracy, where you would have, like, citizens' assemblies who get together and vote on things. Yeah. So you'd get a pink, uh, the pink letter in the mail, not jury, uh, oh, yeah. jury service, but this time idea. it would be, uh, yeah. citizens' assembly kind of shit. I love that idea. Because I think that's the only real way, because the popular response to m- the influence of money in politics, right, is, put, oh, put, put a limit, put a low ceiling on political donations. I don't think that's a good idea in the end, right? Because I said earlier, to run for office, you have to have, you have to be wealthy or know people who are wealthy. If you put a ceiling on donations, it just becomes you have to be wealthy. Can't know wealthy people and run anymore. It's not really fixing. But if you do compare it to jury service, like when you get jury service, you can actually write back and say, actually, I, I can't do jury service. There are loads of different ways to get out of jury service because people who'd rather be out making money and they get a jury service thing through the envelope. It's like you don't... Yeah, you can't afford it. Well, it's right. like you, you don't get money from... You don't get paid by your work while you're off. You have to take time off work to do jury service. So you can claim up to a certain amount, but, but anyway, you can say, look, that's way too low for me to live yeah. on, so you don't have to do it. So. Yeah, but like... Like if 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 it was like jury service, but there was like a sort of cap on the sort of salary, which was like for the average person a decent chunk of money. A hundred quid a day, cash in hand. No, like <laughs> say like That's just not bad. well, like a hundred grand a year for the average person who's like well, like we said earlier on thirty grand a year, a hundred grand a year that would be like a, a lot of money for someone, and they would be able to like save up money. <laughs> well, they're still but not going to be able to buy a house because we're not but, building any. But like a jury service thing, it would attract a certain type of person. It would take. It would be a person. Uh, you, do you mean like a professional, someone who would want to do it professionally, well, try no, and game the system to always be doing it? Sort it, of. Thing. No, it's like when I got my jury service thing through, I, I thought I want to do this. I want to do this. <laughs> I want to be like part of the mechanism of society for once, and like you know, play a part. It would be really interesting, and I get to observe something, and like. I was happy to take that financial hit, or I actually didn't actually take a financial hit, really, because it was was poor. I was unemployed. Yeah, I was actually sort of, but yeah. Uh, But Uh, that would be a good thing, because it would attract a certain type of person. You know, The kind of person too feckless to say no. Well, no, well, the person who doesn't care so much about money, if as long as as they're sort of basic needs were covered. Well, I mean, if it was random lottery, hopefully you'd have a mix of... 
You'd have a dirt poor person there, underclass sure, representative. I'm sure there is already. And you'd have like someone from Richmond on the opposite end of the spectrum. You, know what I mean? you could wrangle it like that. Butchers, bakers, <laughs> candlestick makers, it'd be all sorts of different people. I mean, the only other option is... If it was like as random as jury service. Citizens' Assembly or trying to get like random people voted in. Like in Guernsey, they've got this system where they change oh, every four years but and they have like 128 people kind of like run the country. <laughs> is it a lottery system? Kind of, yeah. Everyone gets to cast two votes or something like that, but it's, it's yeah, it's a weird system. Why can't we... Pure democracy. Why can't we use... Exactly, pure democracy. Why and they why, banned women from... <laughs> why, why can't we utilise our modern technology now? Now that we've got like supercomputers and stuff and everything's connected and we've got apps and stuff, why can't we just have like, instead of like parliament, have it like X Factor or something where everyone can just like. Krypton Factor. Could just be like voting during the day, you'll get like a text and it will be like, how do you want to vote on this thing? Mm. And you just like tick a box and send. And as long as that's like a completely, completely secure system. I was going to say, how long before (laughs) Russia has had. Uh, oh my god that'd be great Rod Little it? has been elected MP Russia hacked the system yeah. <laughs> as long as you just had your sort of government issued telephone or whatever and you could just vote on stuff that'd be like the ultimate in democracy I think because you could just be like lying by the pool and just bing text I'll just do that you know but you think you've done Jewish service right yeah okay well then you know that your peers are complete morons yeah, it's scary. That's actually. the only drawback. That's the 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 kink in the armor. Is the average person is an idiot. The scary thing was, I I went in there, and regardless of the cases and stuff, the just the just just the the, the way the different people approached it was so scary and shocking to me. Just the arbitrary randomness of the outcome. I thought, what the the outcome of this is their thought process and yeah. how they yeah, got to their verdict i know yeah. it's scary man. and um, it's i don't ever want to be in a no, courtroom <laughs> you never want to be up against a, like in front of a jury because it's just so random it's like spinning a roulette wheel man honestly yeah true yeah, i mean but like i say not a perfect solution but we tried but like i say that's why i think the the app thing on the phone is is the is the ultimate best way to go because it is literally everyone everyone has a say and as long as it doesn't get hacked <laughs> Which it almost certainly It'll be compromised immediately <laughs> Alright But with supercomputers Quantum computing Maybe not <laughs> Alright ladies and gentlemen Our pontificating on important subjects Hasn't led to a workable solution But that's not what we do here That's not why you listen To Ill-Informed Insight My thanks to Tim Yeah that's my answer to everything quantum computers and Cameron uh, thank you it's, it's been emotional until Thanks. next time goodbye that would sound that's like that's good that's, that's good, good.